Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Crisis Point Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and today I'm joined by Shane. Hello. And Ben. Hello. So, a lot of stuff happening nowadays in the world of Marvel Crisis Protocol. Very exciting stuff, um, you know, and uh, some stuff that Shane is very excited about. Hint, it has to do with Rhino. Yeah, I, where, do, where do we even want to begin here? Well, what have you been up to, Ryan? How's life? It's just we're like <laughs> we're not here to talk. We're, we're not here to talk about my life, Shane. We're here to <laughs> talk we... about Marvel Crisis Protocol. <laughs> well, no, but like I'm doing good. How are you guys? <laughs> I'm good. I you know we just had Christmas and you know the holidays. And yeah, all the good stuff. I know um, it's pretty, uh, cold up here, but you know. Yeah, it's. Well, horribly freezing uh ben i know that you already have everything for marvel crisis protocol but did you get any marvel crisis protocol stuff for christmas um i i may have convinced a family member to get me another sentinel scent uh (laughs) because i want more sentinels Uh, out of curiosity how many sentinels are you now the proud owner of uh five (laughs) five okay Uh, uh how many can you run in a team uh, technically two, two Mark fours and then prime, but you know, um, it's good to have spares. I understand. It's good to have spares and you know, it's extra, you know, uh, terrain damage stuff. You know, there, there's yeah. some cool stuff, you know, so mm-hmm. I, I may or may not have a problem. <laughs> AKA I have, I have a problem and I may or may not have bought some stuff from Etsy. Um, nice. I did, I nice. did, I, I, I bought yeah. a lot. I got a problem. I got a problem. <laughs> Somebody help. <laughs> I, you know, for me, I feel like, I mean, Ben, I, I kind of just like happened upon a bunch of stuff at Everwinter. So it's like, I, I have so oh, much yeah. to, to like build and paint that I yeah. haven't even started I was, yet. And I, so I, I, really... I, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, like, I couldn't even imagine getting more. I'm glad I didn't get more <laughs> because yeah. it would be, and I have Rhino in a few weeks to worry about. So I just, it's a lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually, you know what I'm really excited about is the Hydra ter- terrain. Oh, like, yeah. It's, it, there's a tank that comes with an ultimate encounter. Yes. Like, I just, I just want it. I just want my Hydra tank, like, really bad. Yeah, it looks cool. And, and then there's the other terrain sets, too, that are coming out that are Hydra-themed, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I am... Super stoked about it. I'm I'm running into a problem of like not all of my mats kind of mesh with like the theme. So I, I've got the cosmic mat and like a city mat, but I don't really have a mat that's gonna fit super well with like the hydro terrain. So I've got a. You're just like me. You got to have everything matching. I yes. I, Otherwise, I'm, the I'm, immersion is just gone. Just shattered. This, just... So this game actually, I think it's just because the gameplay is so good. And it's like so I'm I'm so engrossed by how this game plays that it's like honestly like the the immersion, like in terms of like the aesthetic, is not really that big of a deal for me as opposed to like other tabletop war games. Um mm. Yeah, which is like crazy for me to think about from a personal standpoint. Um But yeah, I did not get any uh MCP stuff for Christmas this year. Which is totally fine because I am Ooh. I am busy painting up uh Black Order. 
I finished, I basically finished Corvus Glaive the other night. Um, he took probably like an hour to paint, honestly. <laughs> we were I'm, just talking about Corvus before the before we got on this call. Oh, that good, because I need your help. I played two games of Black Order last night. They were my first two games with Black Order. And uh, they, to me, after those first two games, they don't look like they play very well on these new uh, on these new crisis cards. So maybe later on in this episode, you guys can give me some tips, or we can we can were theory you, craft something. Out of curiosity, were you doing Thanos or were you doing Corvus Lead? No, Lead? I have not built uh, Thanos yet. So I was running basically like the. The three I was running was Ebony Maw with one of the two gems, uh, and then I ran Corvus Glaive with one of the two M with one of the two gems, and Proxima Midnight. Um, those were like the core for both of the games. And then yeah. the the first game I souped in Baron Zemo and yeah. uh, Black Widow. Actually, I was messing with the roster on Cerebro, and I have both of them as splashes. So yeah. I like it. <laughs> Widow is a great two splash. Um and then Zemo is, you know, great with his reroll. Like he's a great core box champs. Yeah. Um but yeah, anyway, what what were we talking about? Yeah, no. I <laughs> So yeah, I I've, I've been paint, I've been painting up uh I'm I'm in the process of painting up Black Order and um actually I I went through Shane and I itemized my pile of shame just all wow. of my hobby projects. And um, I, I sent this to Ben at Battle Brothers Tabletop last night, and uh, he responded to, to, to my list saying, uh, let, I'll read it directly here because it was hilarious <laughs> what he said after I sent it to him. Uh, he said, this is over four separate messages. Oh, Ryan, you have ascended. This is honestly impressive, unrivaled hobby ambition here. So, <laughs> ooh, ooh. so, uh, yeah. So, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna send this to you guys live, and I want to know what you guys think um, of the list. Of the list, yeah. D does this look like long to you guys? I just you sent just... it. I just sent it in the Discord. Uh -huh. Take a look, and uh, <laughs> does that look long to you? I'm looking. Yeah, um, it's well. I'm, I'm mostly well, interested in like Ben's because I know Ben. Out of between you and Shane, you would have like the biggest hobby backlog, I would think. Uh, yes, the the well. See, here's the cool thing, and this is this is pro tip. Um, get married and have your spouse um, do all of the painting. That's that's what I found. But I like the helpful. painting. Oh yeah, no, no, that's 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 what's worked for me for almost nine years. So, uh -huh. uh, this is, but uh, this is a, a pretty extensive backlog. Yeah, see, maybe I, maybe I'll post this in the show notes just to see what yeah. the community thinks. I mean, this this <laughs> looks problematic to me. Oh yeah, no, I, this, this, this is a lot. This is a I lot. would I would say this is coming for me. I I always make sure that I don't have a big backlog because I'm very I'm very disciplined about not buying things unless I've finished what I have. And I actually, right now it's my backlog is, is sizable compared to what I'm used to having. I, I think I have, yeah. like, I have, I have a lot of, uh, I have Sentinels to build and paint. I have, I have the, the bullseye daredevil box, the Nick Fury, uh, junior box. 
Thanos. I have a bunch of chaos demons. Um, uh, there's some some other kill team stuff. So for me, that's quite a bit. I usually don't let it get that bad. But what I'm looking at here, Ryan, we'll just <laughs> let the viewers, you know, the listeners. Yeah, we'll let the listeners imagination decide. run wild. This is it's, no. I'll might... I'll definitely put this in the comments up on YouTube okay. at least. <laughs> Good luck to you. Yeah. yeah Maybe yeah. if I'm shamed by the greater public, I will. Yeah. That'll light a fire under me to get uh, it done. That will encourage. Uh, hey, a little public shaming never hurt somebody, right? Yeah. You know, so we can. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but enough about me and my mental state. Um, <laughs> let's move on now. Uh, and get into the episode. I we're gonna start off like we basically do with every episode, and uh, I'm gonna spin this wheel because it is Splash time Mountain. for Splash Mountain. So, I guess, hold on, before you spin the wheel, I've yeah. noticed in the last few episodes, we have just been going into it um, as if everybody knows what Splash Mountain is. Yes. So just in case you're a new listener, uh, Splash Mountain is we have a wheel of every character in the game other than the ones we've already landed on. And uh, Ryan spins the wheel, and then we pick a... Uh, uh, basically, from the wheel, uh, it lands on a character. Any character, just about, except Dormammu. And we pick a Splash destination for that character all three of us we pick a unique uh destination and it's usually quite grueling because we we have not gotten a i don't think we've gotten a good character i mean we've gotten okay characters yeah like who was the best character we got even uh uh that's i know it's it's, yeah it's got to be captain marvel because i actually enjoy playing captain marvel maybe drax in affiliation is is like fine he's not Mm -hmm. like a splash character yeah but aside from that we've had some downright bad characters lately oh yeah but anyway sorry all right so time to spin the wheel oh anticipation we got a taskmaster (laughs) oh okay well all right not an amazing character but i mean easily into the upper echelon of our splash mountain segments yeah we're we're moving up in the world which actually hold on this is a this is a rogue agent (laughs) so i guess he's he's very easy to splash um he doesn't get the uh you know that he doesn't count as affiliated for like tactics cards and such. So I mean, um, there's that. But I, I guess we haven't really thought about the possibility of a rogue agent being uh, included on Splash Mountain. Yeah. Um, so he is default included in. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Shield and Criminal Syndicate and nothing else. And Hydra. Oh, he is Hydra now as well. He Makes is sense. Hydra now too. Okay, so we have to find a destination for for taskmaster that is not in one of those um i guess i'll go over his card briefly so that way we have time to think about it uh so taskmaster i was actually running him recently on my foes um that's not my answer but i just so i i I do have i have some experience with taskmaster so he's a three threat uh three three defense across the board for everything uh overall 11 stamina six on the healthy side five on the injured side he's got a basic strike with a bleed uh wild trigger he's got a shield throw shield throws are always good except his doesn't give power which is a shame uh he's got a pretty cool spender that costs two uh range two four dice b 
base, but you add dice equal to the target's physical defense, uh, and they can't modify or reroll during it. Uh, he's got a counter strike, uh, kind of like Widows, called photographic reflexes, where if he does it, if they've already targeted him, he rolls six dice instead of four. Um, and then there's a, a few passive abilities. So the rogue agent ability we mentioned, there's martial artist, where if you're attacking within range two, he uh, adds blanks. And then uh, intuitive pattern recognition, which is if he gets attacked twice, um, I guess if he, he attacked more than once in the same activation by an enemy character, he adds two dice to his defense roll. So now that I have uh, read the card for you guys, who who would like to start? <laughs> Once I, uh, um, I've 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 got one. Unless Ron, you want to go first? No, you can go ahead first. I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at one right now, actually. Yeah. So I'm still looking over here. I'm like in Taskmaster. Are you ready? In mm-hmm. Asgard. Okay. In Asgard. So one of the things that that Asgard really kind of struggles with. Um, is they have very expensive characters. Now they're getting a little bit cheaper, and uh, you know we, we've got we're going to talk a little bit about some reveals um, that we don't know too much about, but they're getting a little bit cheaper. But having a three cost person who's going to count towards uh, the affiliation does free up some flexibility for for Asgard. Um, and what I really like about Taskmaster um, is he's really um, Decentivizing people to attacking him, especially attacking him multiple times. Um, and what Asgard can do for Taskmaster is he's going to have a lot of ways to spend power. So uh, if you remember, or if, or if our listeners um, or don't, uh, can't recall, uh, Thor's leadership allows you to spend a power uh, at the start of a uh, of a turn um, to either heal a target character or remove uh, a condition. Um, and so just keeping Taskmaster with his six health um, on his front side can actually be really kind of annoying, especially if he grabs an objective. Um, you're going to have to force people to attack Taskmaster where he can, um, you know, get that photogenic uh, reflexes. Uh, he's going to be rolling, you know, five dice, potentially counting blanks. Uh, I really like uh, really like Taskmaster and, and Asgard as kind of some good defensive tech um, and keeping him alive. Okay. All right. Interesting. Uh, Ryan, did you want to go next? Yeah, I'll go next. Go? So okay. I was thinking souping Taskmaster or splashing him, excuse me, <clears throat> into uh, into Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, because Star-Lord has the, uh, he's got the winging it tokens. So for those who don't know, uh, during the power phase, Star-Lord chooses up to three allied characters. He gives each chosen character a winging it token. And while a character with a winging it token is attacking, defending, or dodging, it may spend a winging it token during the modified dice step to reroll two of its dice. Uh, and then at the end of the round, you remove all those tokens. So... Uh, the reason why I think that's good is because looking at Taskmaster's uh, offensive output, it's pretty lacking. Mm. Um, so, I mean, that helps a little bit. And then stacking, so like you were saying, Ben, figure uh, this guy picks up an objective or is contesting an objective. If he's getting attacked inside two, he's going to be counting those blanks. Um, so actually, now that I say this, the reroll thing is 
not really that good at all. Um, <laughs> uh, so I guess it just helps him with his uh, with his attack and with his defense uh, from anything outside of two inches. You know, he's a he's a he's a three threat with six stamina and five on his reverse. So yeah, I think that is a good way to buff him up just a little bit. Okay, I like it. I like it. Um, so I'm a I'm like mildly torn on a couple, but I think I'm going to say Convocation. Ooh. Um, Ooh. So Wizards. he's not super helping. On, I mean, he's 3-3-3, three, 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 so we're not looking for that end. I know a lot of people, when they splash into Convocation, they look into characters with good mystic defense. Um, I, I do think Convocation is lacking a, a little bit in the department when it comes to you know, guys that run up and, and brawl and throw out physical attacks and stuff and, and kind of like front line at a cheap cost. Um, but one thing I really like is the is the possibility of uh, Taskmaster getting attacked uh, once and then he can either uh, use the, the bump from uh, the, the reactive bump from the um, Convocation leadership card to to then bump himself into range two, possibly. Uh, or alternatively to bump himself you know out of range but i mean a lot of people like taskmaster against like rapid fire characters mm. um oh yeah uh, like like the physical damage dealers that that you know that like a bucky or a mystique that'll hit you twice with the same weak attack and then the second time around taskmaster gets the extra dice there and i do think generally speaking those characters are pretty decent against convocation uh unless they have their um their uh goodness gracious with the the physical into mystic card why am i forgetting ironbound books of shumagoreth yeah. uh, unless ironbound books is up um then the uh the the, the convocation characters are, are typically quite weak to those kinds of attacks but i think having taskmaster up front um potentially you know, running into those dangerous positions for them at a, at a cheap cost could could be good. Yeah. Um, generally speaking, I mean, Taskmaster is a rogue agent. He's very easy to splash um, mm -hmm. just about anywhere. But uh, yeah, that's that's kind of my thought here. I like it. Yeah, me too. I like it. Bumping into range two for for martial artist basically is, is the answer. Yeah. No. I, I in. Um, again, you're kind of like decentivizing people to attack him. Um, you know, you're you're making him a problem, which is sometimes, um, you know, what you need to do with Taskmaster. Or people just go, "Ah, oh, I really don't want to hit that idiot." So, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, oh, and in, in your if you're playing OG Strange in the convocation, OG Strange buffing his defense is uh, is really nice. Um, and uh, the, the other thing I was torn was was defenders potentially, and just to take him with OG Strange, just to make his defense a little more obnoxious to deal with. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I like it. Uh, but yeah, I think that that pretty much does it for Splash Mountain, right? I mean, yeah, we're all all set on that. Yeah, cool. All right, so I guess now we'll go ahead and move on to. Is this the latest reveal? Uh, Beta Ray Bill and Ulic, I think is how that's pronounced, sorry, is uh, is confirmed to be coming to Marvel Crisis Protocol. 
I don't believe they have shown any uh, cards or anything like that for them yet, unless I'm not mistaken. For, yeah, yeah, yeah not it for was, those guys yet. It was initially a uh, just a teaser for Bill, and then they revealed that the box is going to have Bill and Oleg. So Oleg, for those that don't know, uh, in the, in the Marvel comics, he's the king of the rock trolls and i know this because after they revealed him i googled his name <laughs> and i found that out about him um but i i just i like all i like Olek uh already uh, <laughs> i just i like the cut of his jib um he's just a funny looking guy and i i hope he's good uh, but beta ray bill i've always i don't know much about beta ray bill but i've always thought he looks kind of funny and i like that about him as well this is just a funny looking box and I just kind of like it. <laughs> I yeah. don't know what the characters do yet, but I like it. Yeah, I read up on um on Beta Ray Bill a little bit and uh I almost said in the lore. Uh in the <laughs> comics. Uh in the comics he's like correct. he's like one of the last of like an alien race that like passes by Earth and for whatever reason they decide to send Thor out to investigate or something. And uh, uh, Beta Ray Bill wakes up, and he's like, hey, what the hell is Thor doing on my ship? And they, they get into a scuffle or something, and then it turns out Beta Ray Bill is worthy and is able to actually wield Thor's hammer. Um, yes, as, Odin, as Thor gets, gets knocked unconscious, as yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Odin, oh, no, I'm unconscious. <laughs> Odin, in his infinite wisdom, uh, decides to... Uh, to solve this dispute as to who's going to have this hammer by uh, forcing both Thor and Beta Ray Bill to fight to the death. <laughs> Odin, oh. with respect. What? Okay. Yeah, dad, <laughs> of the, dad of the year. Yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah, that, that dude is toxic. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, long story short, uh, they give Beta Ray Bill like his own hammer, and he basically like teams up with Thor, and they go and they fight like demons and whatever. Um, but yeah, so I would imagine he plays a lot like Thor. Um, he's literally like an alien in Thor cosplay. So yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know. Uh, definitely gonna be both of these guys will be Asgard affiliated. Um, because they're Probably. both they're both characters from the Thor comics. It looks like so that's gonna be cool. It is weird that, like... Imagine I, he's a better Thor. <laughs> he's just a well, simply better oh, yeah. Thor. I wouldn't be surprised. But what's interesting to think about for me is that um, I also assume they'll be Asgard-affiliated, but also, like, th these would be the first Asgard-affiliated characters that are not Asgardian, right? Um, Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um, Ulick, I, I would bet money he's Cabal as well. Um, but, you know, I I don't know. Well, it, it wasn't Ulik. Okay, so I say this as if I'm I know anything about Ulik, as I have already demonstrated that I don't. But I I thought I read somewhere that Ulik has teamed up with Malekith before. Yes. So from from my understanding, which is very limited because I don't I don't watch a whole but or read a whole bunch of of Thor comics, but um, Ulik just kind of like comes around and trolls Thor every now and then. Like he just kind of is like, ha ha, I'm the king of the trolls. And like <laughs> just fights Thor just to, you know, constantly, you know, annoy him. He's definitely one of those like 
D-list, uh, you know, Thor villains who shows up and Thor just like pimp slaps a couple of times. He's also, if you watched the, I think, 2012, 2014 Avengers show, he shows up um, in a couple episodes there um, where Thor just kind of like punts him in, into outer space, you know, just... Um, <laughs> A couple of times, like, "Hey, what up, baby?" Bam. Um, I, like, I do like how Olek, I'm yeah. looking at pictures of Olek right now, and I like how he just has like brass knuckles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, armed with knuckle dusters made from the same metal as Thor's mighty hammer, Olek won't stop swinging until his foes are smashed to dust. Yeah, um, just, sometimes dude, you just gotta slap, you know. Uh... But I've also I've heard that Beta Ray Bill may be uh, Guardians. Is that a thing? Uh, he does join. Maybe. He does join the. He does join the Guardians. I do know that um, because he gets on the card. Like you said, he gets his um, his own hammer because he sh- he shows his own worthiness. And I'm pretty sure, if I'm remembering correctly, that Beta Ray Bill and Thor fight the Brood, um, which the Brood are kind of like a reoccurring alien menace um, that that trademark don't look like aliens um from the alien movie Uh, Uh, but um they like team up and and defeat the brood and kind of show odin like hey i'm actually you know i'm actually worthy type of thing um so they make uh they make him his own hammer um and that's what that golden uh, hammer which fun fact is actually one of the hammers from the hammer scenario, uh, little tokens is Beta huh. Bill's hammer. Oh, interesting. Uh, I have way too much knowledge of this stuff. I don't know why I know this. <laughs> Listeners, but, uh, yeah. uh, if we Somebody got anything has. wrong regarding uh, the backstory for these two characters, I apologize for forcing <laughs> you to listen <laughs> to like 15 minutes of us ramble about stuff we barely know about. Yeah. <laughs> but, Let's talk uh, about Magneto. I know about Magneto. No, <laughs> I. <laughs> I will say between uh, Beta Ray Bill and uh, the Agent Venom and Spider Woman box coming out, you know, Guardians players feasting a little bit without actually getting like a box of their own. It's cool that they're getting releases. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, what else? Uh, Rhino cards, right? That's the next. Thing. Oh yeah, yeah, the Rhino cards. Yeah. Um. I mean, how about? So there's a couple. Well, first of all, there was another brace for impact because we just don't have enough. Uh, hey, you know, hashtag. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's no brace. difference, right? No, I'm not crazy. No. Okay, just, no, it's just they just keep reprinting the same card. Uh, they reprinted it in Blob and Pyro as well. Yeah, like we just, just yeah. got one. Uh, well, now I get a cool brace with Rhino on it, so I'm not, you know, complaining about that. Yeah. Um, but the other two cards are both. Uh, I was hoping one of them would be a Spider Foes card, but they're both just Rhino cards. Yeah. Um, and Ben, why don't you start with Rhino in a China shop? Because uh, uh, I want to talk about the other one. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, uh, of course you do. Uh, so Rhino in a China shop. Um, I love the picture. By the way, love I love the art yeah. where it's Rhino just destroying everything and miles and Gwen are just like desperately trying to hold on. Um, so Rhino in a China shop says Rhino may play this card at the beginning of his activation. The next attack Rhino makes this activation adds dice 
equal to the combined size of all terrain features destroyed this activation. At the end of this activation, Rhino suffers two damage. Um, so you you might remember that Rhino uh, has an ability that's kind of like Juggernaut, uh, where he can, uh, if I'm remembering, it's called Stampede. Yep, there it is. Uh, where he pushes himself medium for three power, and he can uh, destroy um, size two or smaller terrain if, if he pushes himself through that. And generally, he adds two dice to his next gore attack. Um, the best thing that I've been seeing since this card has been leaked, or, or, or spoiled, I should say, um, is the use all five tactic cards to give <laughs> Rhino uh, like a 40, 40 dice attack, um, which yeah. is is it's, hilarious it's... to me. And I need to see this in a game where you just slam five tactic cards to make Rhino have this insane attack. Um, Just to walk through it, this is the idea I had. So first of all, you use Rhino in a China shop, and then you stampede through like two size twos, which is not crazy. You could do that. Yeah. And then, you know, you get the extra two dice from stampede. So you're at seven dice. You've just destroyed a combined four. So you're at 11 dice. And then let's say you have another, you have smash, and you smash a size three. Then you're getting three dice from the smash and three dice from the rhino in a china shop. So you go from 11 to 17. And then let's say you have power left over to use rhino's throw and you throw size four into a size three elsewhere. That's uh, seven more dice. So you're at 23 here. Um, and then you use the other card that we're about to talk about to throw a size four character into a, into a size three. You get three more, so uh, I'm losing track, but we're at like, what did I just say? We're at like 24. Yeah, you're at like 24. Um, And then you, uh, uh, there's, oh God, I'm like forgetting some of it. Well, and you get uh, two additional dice just for stampeding. Yeah, yeah, I was counting that. And then let's say you have face me and use face me to walk somebody. And then you have goblin blow up a size three terrain that they walk near. And then you get three more dice um and i think and, there was a do you know who i am where you can oh throw, yeah 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 juggernaut use does use do you know who i am to throw another size four on the other side of the board into a size three and then you get seven more dice yep. and again i've lost track but it's it's just this is hilarious and not practical but it's really funny it's really funny and every and every brotherhood player just cries so like stop please stop destroying all the terrain yeah um and then Rhino makes a big old attack. Yep. <laughs> so somebody should do that. Yeah, uh, that's that's what we want to see. We want to see this happen. Um, it's it's not a bad card, right? It's 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 not great. And Shane is gonna uh, talk about the card that just makes this card out out you know outshine. Uh, I mean, I I think if they just showed this card, right? Like if it was Brace and and this card, I think people would probably run it i think it's an interesting card you know yeah uh, the two damage isn't like that big of a deal um, yeah and he also gains one power from the two damage because of ornery right right so uh um, it's a free tactic card you know it doesn't cost any power so um i i i like it but um shane you want to talk about the the card that is just gonna every time you see rhino you're gonna see this card yeah this is a robbery so um, 
this card is both amazing and hilarious. Um, first of all, before I even get into it, uh, this is kind of like a Juggernaut. Like It's funny that we're comparing him to Juggernaut again. But when Juggernaut came out uh, in his single box, he had uh, two character cards. One was Making a Ruckus, which by its own right is a fine card. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he has Do You Know Who I Am, which is so good that you'll never take Making a Ruckus. So in this comparison, This Is a Robbery is the Do You Know Who I Am. Mm-hmm. And Rhino in a China Shop is the Making a Ruckus. Um, so this is a robbery. So this is an unaffiliated card. So you can splash Rhino and take this card, which means Rhino is going to get splashed with this card. Uh, so it's active. So if it is Rhino's activation, he may spend two power to play this card. Uh, choose an enemy character within range one that is holding an objective token. The chosen character drops any objective tokens it is holding. Rhino then throws the chosen character medium. Okay. So, uh, I'm just going to unpack this. <laughs> so first of all, it's only two power, which is pretty decent for Rhino. Honestly, he he gets that really easily. Uh, they have to be within range one, which, uh, if you remember, uh, Rhino's gore attack. After doing it, you place within range one of the character. So it's very easy to get within range one with Rhino um, to in order to do this. It has to be a character when when you choose the character. The the first the, there's one prerequisite. Uh, other than it being an enemy character and that is that uh, yeah and other than it being range one and that is that it has to be holding an objective token to to do this so i've seen people say like oh what if they're not holding an objective token can you still hold them well read like the second sentence of the card it is choose an enemy character that is holding an objective token so if they're not holding an objective token just forget about it okay (laughs) their schemes are foiled just just stop right there all right but if they are uh the chosen character drops any objective tokens it is holding any so if they're holding five cubes they drop all of those cubes and then rhino throws the chosen character medium Mm. this sentence alone is a lot because Mm. there's no size restriction so he's throwing dormammu he's throwing sentinels uh and he's throwing the medium and it's not away It's omnidirectional. Yeah. So this card is just absolutely insane. Um, it, first of all, it's not hard to pull off. You can pull this off turn one easily. Yeah. Like the amount of, like, obviously it's a card. It's not like Black Cat Steel where hypothetically she can do it multiple times a game. But the amount of like hoops people jump through just to make Black Cat able to do her steal in round one. Um, Rhino can easily get this off round one if there's like midline extracts mm-hmm. and they grab it across from because all he has to do is move up attack do one damage and then he places within one and he has the power to to do this as a robbery um and if he does more than one damage then he can pick up the thing after but i mean it, this is just so good right i mean this is and one thing i really like is that so for a long time, Voodoo and Black Cat were like an, an Enchantress too, before the nerf especially, were like huge, huge pieces because they were very unique in their ability to to make you drop extracts. Um, or I guess take extracts away from you. Uh and in the last like couple months, we've had like two or three more of these. We had human torch. We've had Pyrotechnics, the tactic card, and now we have this is a robbery, 
And so we're kind of entering a territory where if a lot of teams have access to this easily, it it isn't necessarily as limiting, you know, like it's, 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 it's less of a special thing if everybody has it. And I think that's the direction that AMG is going with these abilities. And I yeah. think that's a good approach. Yeah. Um, I'm glad it's not like a superpower <clears throat> in this instance because, you know, now it's just Steve Avengers can't abuse it. But like, <laughs> <laughs> right, um, right, right. Yeah. I mean, what, what do you guys think? Uh, go ahead, Ryan. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, the. I think it's a great, I mean, like, I look at this card, this is a robbery, and, like, honestly, it's, like, is is this character going to be a problem? Is he going to be almost an auto-include in, like, most competitive rosters? Um, I've seen some people saying that. Yeah, I would say, uh, I don't know, the fact that he, what is he, he's a, he's a fourth threat, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean... Probably not, at least at the start, but I mean like he's really good for a four threat. Um the the other thing here with the um with the uh this is a robbery is that, you know, if we were still in the era of single uh single extracts, this would be absolutely wild, but I think it's mitigated by the fact that that's not a thing anymore. Yeah. Um, so I don't think this card is like as broken as some people would be making this out to be. That's another really good point that I kind of glossed over is that these steals and these like drop abilities are not as oppressive as they once were. Yeah. 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 I, I, I tend to agree. Um, I think, you know, and Shane and I were talking a little bit about this, uh, before where I think people were kind of not giving them the respect to Rhino, um, you know, even before any of these crisis or, uh, the, uh, these tactic cards came out. Um, and I think uh, here's this, this is my hot take. I think Rhino is going to be very, very good in a few places, but I think forcing Rhino into every affiliation or every type of roster is not going to be wise, right? Um, he's not a voodoo. Right. Uh, he, yeah. He's not a he's, he's not a black cat. You know, he's not a senior Thanos. Right. Um, where, where you can try to squeeze him in and uh, on everything. Um, I do think that Rhino is, is going to be very good in, in, in crime. And I think he's going to be very good in foes. Um, I've tried him also in Web Warriors. And I think he's not terrible in Web Warriors either. Um there's probably, you know, I've, in the Brotherhood chat, there's been some conversations about throwing him around in there as kind of a discount juggernaut. Um, I don't super love that, um, but that's just me. Um, but I think, I, th I think, you know, juggernaut or uh, Rhino is going to be very, very good um, in, in a few places and it's a, is going to create a couple of problems. Um, that are, are unique. And I like that. And, and I agree to you guys points where, um, and Shane, I think you said it really well that with the prevalence of tactic cards, that's going to kind of give a drop ability. Um, I think it kind of balances things out a little bit that they're a little bit more accessible and can't be abused by Steve um, in Avengers. 
this is a this happens one time a game, um, and you can you know potentially rebound from it if someone's not holding it in their co in their hand forever. Uh, even if they are, it gives you an opportunity to to dunk on on Rhino. Um, you know if you need to, which is not necessarily easy, but is a way to deal with the problem. Um, so yeah, I I I like it. Um, I think every time you're going to see Rhino, just like you know, Shane said, this is going to be every time you see Juggernaut on a on a roster somewhere, you're going to see. Do you know who I am? I think you're going to see this is a robbery from from Rhino, and um, yeah, I I like it. I think it's fun. Um, I think what I like about AMG um, is they they make some characters feel really fun, and that's what I love. That's what I love about Rhino. I don't super love Rhino in the comics, right? Because, you know, he's just kind of like a goofball crime idiot, right? Like, um, but I love the a couple of times I've played with Rhino um, in the game. I, I've really enjoyed it. Like, he's fun. He's yeah, really... I haven't won all. The, I haven't won all those games, but I've really enjoyed it. <laughs> um, I do want to just the visual of the card, I think, is so funny. Like, he Basically, he picks you up and shakes you, and like you drop, <laughs> you drop your lunch money, and then he throws you. And like, first of all, he can do it to Dormammu, which is outlandish. Yeah, that's hysterical. It's stupid, but it's really funny. Um, but like, my I was talking to somebody on one of the Discord. They don't remember who it was, but just I have a hilarious image of using this on a Deadpool holding chimichangas. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the idea that Rhino is like trying to hold someone up and and make them like take something important from them and he like picks up deadpool and shakes him expecting like a senator or something and he just drops a stupid chimichanga <laughs> and then he throws him away out of frustration i love that I just i'm think all that's in for really that funny. um I'm all, I'm all but in. yeah rhino's awesome and he's just gotten way better so um i love it I'm I'm for it. I'm for it. I like I said I I think I really like what they've done with with Reno and um I think the a lot of the faux characters have just so much um uniqueness to them, you know. Uh, I've been spoiler I've been bullying Shane to put Carnage back into his list cuz I love Carnage. I think Carnage's cards are just amazing. I love Carnage as as a as a character and um, I just think a Goblin, what Goblin does on his card is uh, is amazing. Like, so I, I actually do I, have Carnage on my roster at this moment. Right, so I've succeeded. Is what you're um, <laughs> it, it is it is getting to a point though where with the releases for foes, it's like I'll take a three threat even. Like we, we have nine characters and five of them are four threat. <laughs> um, I don't mind having a bunch of four threats on my roster. Some people hate it, but like. I'll take a three threat. I mean, ideally a two threat, but I mean, beggars can't be choosers, right? So, right, right. Just please, no more four threats, AMG. Yeah, really. It's getting hard to fit getting them in crowded. My yeah. Give me a two threat shocker. Yes. Two threat. Yeah. Two threat yeah. shocker. All right. Uh, so in our next segment here in the show notes, uh, these crisis cards came out. They updated them. Uh, yeah, we haven't talked about it yet. <laughs> we have not talked about it yet on this podcast. Um, but uh, I mean, they look great. 
They look great. I had a chance to play uh, a couple games with them last night, but I know that both of you guys have gotten way more games in than I uh, since these dropped. So I guess I'll just ask you guys straight up, what's your opinion of these new cards? Um, I I mean, I love that they've gotten rid of single extracts. Yeah. Um, Tell us something I, we I, don't know. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I think it's very good for the game. Um, I I have probably I've played uh, quite a few games on them, but I'm still. I feel like I'm taking a while to wrap my head around some of them. Um, yeah. It's uh, especially, you know, some of these I think we're going to be seeing a lot. Like, mm -hmm. spoiler alert: Senators is going to be very relevant in the meta. Yeah. And a lot of people are going to take it. I think some people are going to take it that aren't even good at it. You're just going to see it a lot because it's a very, <laughs> a very polarizing crisis. There's so, six. Yeah. So talk about why that is. Well, it's the first extract to have six on the board. Uh, we haven't had that before. It's very centralized, so it encourages yeah. bunching up and fighting. Um, those two things alone are like you're gonna because in a lot of ways you can look at it and and have multiple complete polar opposite takeaways from it depending on what you know maybe the perspective that you're coming from because I think you're gonna have objective focused teams that see this and go oh six objectives on the board i really like that that's really fast but you're also going to have kill focus teams that see the objective shape and go oh my god they're all so close to each other i'm going to kill a lot on this yeah and i was thinking of that, that with black order yeah and and you know it's it's weird and there's there's a lot of stuff like are you going to be the team that you know runs across the board and tries to take your opponent's senators uh and i think that's really good strategy um it's it's not midline stuff anymore so if somebody's being safe and grabbing their own senators on their side it's not quite as easy to punish them unless you're like range uh um, i'm not sure if a range four is gonna hit that maybe but a range five well for sure like your basic range three attacks from like a medium mover are not gonna hit characters that are you know staying far away grabbing their own senators so it's like there's a lot to to think about here and it you know it can get out of hand and score really fast but it can also get out of hand and become like a pit of death so <laughs> it's been a very jarring crisis for me to wrap my head around i need to play it more because I've, I've had good games on it and i've gotten wrecked on it so i i don't know what do you think about senators ben um i i love senators i, I love the new senators i real talk um I was very close to just being kind of done uh, for a while until they made a big change. Um, single extracts um, or, or bully uh, crisis like um, uh, Deadly Meteors, um, mm -hmm. where there's just a huge disparity in, in score, right? Where I score a bajillion, you score zero. Yeah. Um, that's much harder to do now. It's still possible. Right, um, yeah. but it's much harder to do, and um, I was I was getting tired, I, and I think you saw that at a lot of the the competitive players who were just taking a break. Season nine, you saw a lot of players just taking a break, um, 
which is fine. You know, exhaustion from a, a, a game, especially playing it at a top tier level is, is not uncommon. Um, I, th- I think this crisis change, in my opinion, saves the game um, and really brings a new sense of refreshment um, and excitement. Um, I'm really excited about these changes. I th- the only one, so I've played all of these uh, crises at least once, except for Sword. I haven't played New Sword yet. Yeah, um, I don't think I have either, actually. Yeah, um, and I and I I now I personally believe that we're seeing a little less Sword One because hurrah for the death of fourteen, um, you know, th- fourteen threat and single extracts going away just excited me to to no end um so i think that's why we're seeing a little bit less sword and sword is less you know oppressive because because of that um the, my big challenge is kind of relearning turn one measurement shenanigans with a couple of these different map stuff um so that so that's fun. I I like doing that. I like trying to figure out, you know, some turn one plays. But um, yeah, I I just think there's so so many good changes to these extracts, and it would take us forever. And there's other podcasts that go through each crisis um, and talk about them at length, and that would take a really long time um, for us to do that. Which we could do that, you know. But you know, I think that's a whole episode in itself. Yeah. Uh, um. But I really, really like this. And actually, one of my favorite ones um, that I've played a couple of times now is Paranoia Pummels Populous. Um, One that's just super fun to say. And whoever is coming up with these names, A+. Well, it's J. Joma Jameson, obviously. (laughs) Well, yeah, JJJ. Yeah. Uh, Love it. It is the Daily Bugle. Yeah. It is the Daily Bugle. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I just love it. but I, that's actually one of my favorite ones. 16 Threat's fun to play with, but um, I also just love that that crisis. Um, it just causes you to think a little bit different. Um, so I, I've, I've enjoyed it, and it's nice to see a new, a new crisis. And uh, I also super love that they've made them accessible for everyone to, to print and play. Um, I think that was a really good move. Yeah. Um, they did say that they're going to come out with an official, you know, card pack later so that if people want to buy that and have, you know, kind of the nice looking stuff, they can do that, which oh, I'll be uh, doing that. Yep, yeah. Same. S- s- spoiler alert. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll be doing that too. Cause I have a problem. Somebody help me. Yeah. Um, ben, ben, but... we know you'll buy like four. <laughs> I'll, have, I'll have 30. It just, you know, well, why not? Right. Um, just in case you got to run a tournament and nobody has the, the cards. Yeah. Hey, you can't, you can't be too careful. Right. You know? So, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So, yeah. um, oh, go ahead, sorry. Man. Uh, I was just going to ask, I, I had this idea. Um, Shane, I'll ask both of you guys this because I know both of your main factions, Shane, what are your favorite secures and extracts so far playing spider foes? Uh, I'm still trying to figure that out. So, I mean, at the moment, it's very weird for me as a Spider-Foes player, and I think, I don't know if other Spider-Foes players are feeling the same way, or maybe they, they don't, like, it hasn't clicked for them, because it clicked for me just the other day, where I'm, it's all very overwhelming right now, because 
not only am I learning all these crises, but um, we're getting a new character with Rhino, mm-hmm. who, who is going to be a big piece who would have probably changed my approach to crises before the change. So not only am I learning all of these new setups, but I'm trying to figure out how it works with with my new character. And I have just been all over the place. Um, I, I see good arguments for for quite a few. Um, I, I think Infinity Formula is still a really good one that, that was unchanged. Um, I think foes really like that. Um, I, you know, I mean, if I can wrap my head around going at a lower threat than 17, I think Sword has a lot of potential with spider foes. I haven't really gotten the chance to try it yet, but I love neutral secures with multiple back um objectives i think it's really good for like the turtling faux play style um and also being able to push somebody if i do have that if i do break parity pushing somebody into like a tricks and traps is really interesting in the um in the power phase um i i'm also looking at extremis which is another one that was unchanged from before but now that i have rhino i actually kind of want to try running like the d shape a little bit more um so it feels weird saying two ones that were not changed um but i do think the new sword is really interesting i'm moving away from like mutant madmen a little bit um because uh like unlike sword mutant madmen isn't really friendly to the trap characters like mysterio and nova because it requires physical defense um and in general i think pay to flips like um like mutant madman and in uh like portals and stuff like that are a little less friendly to my foes now because I think we're just going to see more teams geared towards fast scoring that we weren't seeing in the um in the old meta of Malekith and Hulk everywhere so that's where I stand on secures um were you asking just about secures I forgot were you No just about- just the extracts and secures okay um, well, so the current extracts that I'm rocking with my foes are uh, pretty unchanged as well, but I've been looking at some different stuff. So I'm still running spider-infected cubes and uh, hammers. I have been tempted by senators. I don't think it's a good play for for foes, but it is tempting for a lot of reasons, like we yeah. talked about earlier. Um, and I've also been tempted by the new Montessi formula, now that it's mystic. Um, I hated it when it was energy, um, because I you know, foes have a lot of characters weak to energy. Um, and also it's eighteen now, which I really like. I just don't know if I can drop one of those two seventeens cubes and spider infected. I just think are really good for for foes. So that, that's kind of where I stand now. I, it's it's a tough call though. I've gotten to play in paranoia, and I really like it. Um, but I I'm sure there are teams that are really oppressive on it that I just haven't run into yet. Um, and kind of the same goes for for like scrawls and alien ship. Gotcha. All right, so Ben, we all know about your love for the Brotherhood of Mutants. So, oh, what yeah. are your favorite secures and extracts that you found in your playtesting or in your tournament games, whatever have you, uh, from the new Crisis cards? Yeah, I um, what I think has really come out for the Brotherhood of Mutants. Um, 
I, I actually think we've gained a lot out of this crisis change. One of the things that we really struggled with was the single extract. Um, mm -hmm. Those were just so painful. Um, and, and it forced you to take the voodoos and the black cats of the world. Um, I, th I think people were seeing a shift into mystique pre uh, Malekith nerf. Um, and people were, were changing their rosters um, to kind of gear towards more Mystique play. If, uh, if you remember, Mys Mystique um, allows, uh, when you interact with an extract token, you can, um, you can pick it up, uh, you spend your power, pick it up, and you get refunded that, that power. Yeah. Um, and then once per turn, you can interact with a secure token and just claim it and walk away. Um, which is really cool. We were seeing a lot more of Brotherhood folks playing uh, playing that. I think these changes benefit both Mystique and Magneto. Um, and I love that because it gives my roster so much flexibility now. Um, I, I, I would normally be afraid of, of like a Senators because there's so many points on the board. And if you're stuck playing, you know, um, Magneto, you just don't have enough characters to to get all of these points, but it really benefits Mystique, who you still want to fight, but also want to grab all these tokens and invite people to come to the middle so you can deception people. And uh, it's just, it's really awesome. There's a lot of fun stuff um, going around that. Now, you know, I think most of our listeners um, and people who know me know that uh, I'm, I'm team mags all the way, team Magdito. Uh, and so I've actually, um, my secures, two of them are exactly the same. Um, and that's Demons Downtown and Intrusions. Um, Intrusions just actually got better for Magneto. Uh, because uh, the, old the old Intrusions, you uh, had to spend a power to go through the portal, and then it would deal you damage. Um, which was not great for for Magneto. I mean, Jugs loved it because he could spend through the uh, go through the portal and and uh, spend nothing to or spend one to take no damage. So it was really nice. Uh, Demons is also just amazing. Um, it's just a great card or a great crisis for us, and and I really uh, enjoyed that. Um, um, you know, demons forces people to make bad decisions. Um, if you want to score points, that means you're going to incinerate yourself. Um, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay with yeah. you. Uh, I'm okay with, you know, letting you get incinerated so I can, you know, um, you know, hopefully blow you off the board. So um, the one that I've changed actually um, has been deadly meteors, um, which, you know, um, I'm sure excites a lot of my opponents from, from Everwinter, um, I I abused people on meteors. You know, meteors was the if you had the majority of meteors, you score three, your opponent scores nothing. Um, that's a big deal. Yeah. Right. Um, Huge. And it and it needed to get changed, and I'm glad that it did. Um, so I've I've taken meteors off and put gamma in. Um, Gamma is really great for us. It's low scoring. Um, it's no longer the uh, your back gamma is one, middles two, and the the farthest gamma is three. It's now one one two. Um, so most of the time, people are going to be scoring two VPs. 
Um, and the way that I like to to play Brotherhood of Mutants is low scoring. Let's let's slap right. Um, and uh, so I'm I'm all back into to Gamma. Uh, I tried Gamma before, um, and you know you just get abused by Wakanda teams or uh, you know folks who who could kind of control you a little bit better. Um, so I really like Gamma. Uh, I've been having a lot of fun with that. So those are my my three secures that I'm playing. Um, two of my extracts have remained the same. Um, Montesi is is great. Um, one Montesi moved up a threat value; has gone from 17 to 18. Hooray! I, I like having higher threats. Um, I do like the Mystic attack. I am sad. Let's can we just have a moment of silence of of Juggernaut? Give me the Juggernaut. No. Yeah, no. just just moment of silence of Juggernaut. <laughs> juggernaut no longer. Ooh. You know. It was the reading rainbow, guys. He learned how to read and beam people. Come on. Like, just laser beam from a book. Come on. Um, I know Shane was not a very happy camper of here's Juggernaut running around with a big old laser beam. Um, a ten, so dice, was, 10 dice Montessi beam. Yeah. What are, what are you talking about? It's great. Great. Uh, so, I mean, it was, it is a very good change. I, I do like it. Um, I do yeah. like the mystic attack. And again, that's just low scoring. So anytime we can keep the score low uh, is really good. So I like that. Uh, Research Station is uh, is another one that I absolutely still love. Um, what's interesting for Research Station is I play it completely different now, um, which is I mean, normally you're trying to you know play aggressive and get your researcher uh, to their... Uh, their back point, right? The evac point. Um, now I don't do that because the one the one extra VP is usually not worth it. Um, you can control the researcher um, and just kind of keep it around your your guys and put it in a really good position. So I like that change. It's kind of forced me to to play researcher a little bit different. Um, and 15 threat doesn't really bother me. Uh, I've gone back and forth with my last extract. Um, I've gone back and forth with hammers. Um, I like hammers. I like to to slap people. Um, that's always fun. Um, but I've actually been thinking about alien ship. Um, putting an alien ship, and I've I've not played it enough. I've played it a couple times with this Brotherhood team. Um, I've not played it enough to to be fully sold on it. But basically, what alien ship. Uh, does is if you during the cleanup phase a character has the alien uh, core and they have three or more power they roll three dice and for every wild and skull every character within two of the person holding them including themselves take a damage for every wild and skull so you could uh, potentially laser bomb people uh, with with this, it's it's very interesting. I have it on my Weapon X team because um, I think it's hilarious to just bomb people with a team with healing factor. It's pretty funny, um, <laughs> but but uh, I don't know if I super love it with um, with the Magneto Brotherhood just because it could swing the other way and, and, and kind of hurt you. So, gotcha. but I do think it's hilarious. I do think it's hilarious with with Juggernaut who can just run himself in someone's backfield, be within range two of several characters, and he could just slap people for three damage and he takes two damage. Um, 
That's hilarious to me. It's probably not hilarious to other people, but I think it's funny. Yeah. Um, I, I was. You mentioned research earlier. I think research, if you're an attrition team that's comfortable being on a narrow shape, mm-hmm. um, this should, like, I almost want to say it's like an auto-include. It feels um, like it. It, yeah. it is probably like the slowest thing in the game right now. Um, it's very easy for just no points to get scored at all. Oh, nice. If you're, okay. if you're conducting um, on the on like a any given turn, um, and you know if points are scored, it's two, and then it's oftentimes not even like you said, Ben. It's not even really worth the hassle of bringing it all the way to the evac point. So it's very slow. Um, and and yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's going to be weird wrapping my head around these. Um, if you're like a control team, you do not want to see research station. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to think if you're not into brawling, I think you should be avoiding senators at all costs. But I think it's going to take some some painful lessons for people to start realizing that because it does have so many objectives. And yeah, it looks good for a scoring team. But, yeah, right. It's tempting. Um, like theoretically, yeah, you can get up to six points potentially if you're running that many characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the time uh, there's just going to be senators sitting in the ground that you can't pick up because your character is already holding one and mm-hmm. everybody's really bunched up and close together. And it's just like a mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's the big one to me. And I also keep playing on mayor Fisk. Yeah. We, we, we played it two times in a row today, right? right. <laughs> I, think, I think I played it in other times too. Like I just, it's uh it's a pretty interesting one it being so close together it's really good for brawling as well um i haven't gotten to play the new meteors though it doesn't look too bad but i i haven't tried it yet the diagonal shape is very interesting um and i i like that it creates some interesting turn one stuff um i think senators is really interesting too um it's I think control teams, I, I, I think you said that really well, and I want to just echo that, Shane, that I think control teams are going to learn a hard lesson. Um, that I think they're going to try to go six wide to potentially score all six points. Um, and what they're going to find out is brawling teams are okay with you attempting to do so. And um, more often than not, you're not going to score those six points. Um but it's it's this weird balance of like you want to because uh, you want the turn you want the game to end on top or uh, you know the end of three right if you're if you're yeah. taking senators uh, and I think that's going to be a lot harder than people maybe initially think and maybe we're missing something because you know I mean you and I don't necessarily play control teams you know you're you're a little bit more control than than I am um, you know I'm I'm all gas no brakes right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, you compare like does the comparison of senators to the 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 other fast scoring extracts, so infected and spider infected and cubes, is that you know there's five there. There's not quite six, but two of those five are like very safe to grab. Yes. So the you know if you want to make that grab in the middle, you just need to have a game plan to grab one safely. Whereas with Senators, almost nothing is safe, and it's very easy for your opponent to steal the ones on your side. And if those are beefy characters, like a Juggernaut running up and grabbing it, you know they've immediately pretty much broken parity, and you need to be prepared to 
to like steal something back and then do it in a safe way, which if you're playing a control team against an attrition team, it's not going to be safe to go to go steal one of those other ones on the other side because they have a bunch of characters sitting there begging you to come closer to them. So uh, it's it's going to be a really interesting one to 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 see like where it shapes out and if if control teams can figure out how to make that that scenario work. Yeah, I I and I think that's what's going to be great about the next couple of months is seeing people try to try to figure that out. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm excited about. Is, oh yeah. You know, seeing the upcoming changes. And it really, you know, excites me to potentially run, you know, a mystique led team that's, you know, 5 6 wide. Mhm. Yeah, because technically overall um scoring is higher than it was. Yep. Um, that can be accounted for by there not being single extracts anymore. <laughs> um, but but I mean, even the ceiling, like the, the on average, games are ending sooner. They should be ending sooner with these uh, setups. Yeah. But you know, I think be careful if you're a, if you're one of those teams trying to play the fast scoring control play style because some of these might not be as friendly to you as they look. Well, all right, guys, with that, I think we're going to wrap up this episode. We're running a little over an hour here. So I guess I just want to say thank you to everyone out there for listening. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and do all that fun stuff to help us, you know, kind of grow the podcast a little bit. We super appreciate it. We are especially appreciative of our Patreon members and our YouTube channel membership members. Uh, without those guys and gals out there, you uh, you know, we really wouldn't be able to do this as often as we would like. Um, so yeah, super appreciative of your guys' support out there. Thank you all for listening, and we hope to see you all again in the next one. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.